The views and opinions expressed by the guests on this podcast are that of their own. In no way, shape, or form do they reflect the official policy or position of the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. You've descended into the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack a commercial diving podcast by working divers for divers. This episode is brought to you by Joint Zone Equipment. They offer hydraulic power packs, underwater hydraulic tools, and their revolutionary underwater lift bags. Their underwater lift bags have raised the manufacturing standards across the industry. No glue is used in the manufacturing process, and all the seams and attachment points are radio frequency welded using a material that provides a higher puncture resistance in a lighter weight. So make your next joint zone purchase from one of the stocking distributors such as Rental Tools Online or Amron International. JointZoneEquipment.com. Leading from below. I don't know. That's not our song. No, that's my song. I was singing our song, but you're playing a different song. Interpol, baby. We're going to get sued for this. No, because it's on in the background of another office space. Oh, that's... That we don't know of. Yeah. Why are we playing Interpol? I was starting the... Dun, 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 the Holy Diver song. Mm. The heck? Uh, I do love Interpol, though. Me too. Why are you playing Interpol, Johnny? go see Interpol. No way. Get the heck out of here. Yeah, I can't wait. At the Greek. Oh my gosh. Nice. Yeah. I do like the Greek. I like the the Berkeley Greek better though. It is so much of a nicer atmosphere. Mm. It's not in trashy LA. Technically I'm gonna see it for free though, because I'm gonna climb the hill and sit on the grassy knoll. Oh nice. I know. Awesome. It sounds like fun. It is going to be fun. Man, speaking of music, pre-dive music. I mean, I, I have a playlist <coughs> that I've put out there, and uh, hopefully you guys have been able to check it out. You I know, have not. Play that playlist. It'll pump you up. It'll get you going. What's what's on the playlist? We got some good stuff on there. Your typical Don't stuff say that we, we normally This is did. not my yes, playlist. It is, it's our no, playlist. It's, it's our playlist. It's no, got, it's not. I it's did got not, some stuff you like to. I didn't add anything to that playlist. It's got some Rob Zombie, some Slipknot. Okay. okay. It's got some Static X, okay. some heavy stuff. It's also got some Tenacious D, which is also great as an in-betweener, you know? Has some CCR there for some of you uh, offshore folks, your golfers. For you old divers. You senior citizen divers. Got a, some classic rock, some Aussie. Oh, no, man. actually. No. I, what do you mean? You don't Sabbath. have the dark I one? I don't remember what song I've got, though. It might be the other guy. Oh, could you? did you hear what I just said, the dark one? Yeah. If I was born in the 50s or 60s, I would consider either Dio the dark one as well. It does have some deal on there. Rainbow in the dark. I do not have Holy Diver on that playlist. Good. Yeah, it's played out. Just because we played it out. Yeah. It's so much. And it was played out before then. Yeah. That's, you know. Dio has so many great songs. I don't know, man. It's So a couple episodes ago, I said, it, I mistakenly said season five, but we're in season four. Oh, so good. It's a, yeah. <laughs> I'm like already throwing extra years on me as if I need any more gray hair, you know? Right. But, uh, yeah, no, Dio's awesome. I love me some Dio. You know? And then all the time you get these messages like on the message boards on the Facebook. Right. Which I, I, I do check frequently. 
on like, you know, hey, I was trying to figure out how to play music while I work in my hat, you know, this and that. And so everyone's always been trying to make their little, you, you know, their banana, you know, plugs that go into the phone, but doesn't work because iPhone, you know, has weird stuff. You got to program it or whatever. Okay. And uh, I think the tried and true is to just toss in the standby hat. Hmm. Yeah, that's what... I mean, it's literally flawless. Yeah, that's what we do. You know, and then you can always turn it down depending on what comm box you have. If uh, somebody's talking. Matt has this thing he bought on Amazon that sits on the back of your head and in your ears, but it's not to the point where you can't hear anyone else speaking. Um, Notice how this is a conversation for the shallow water divers, not the deep sea divers. Yeah. Because they can't have that because they'll die. Right. But, you know, the freaking shallow water divers. We should make a t-shirt that says <laughs> shallow water diver. Shallow water. <laughs> Can you handle it? 30 feet or less. <laughs> <laughs> like we should own it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a water. shit. <laughs> I don't care what these people think. Six feet or less. Six feet or less. That's where most accidents happen. The murky depths. Yeah. A lot of, dude, (laughs) that's the crappiest part. A lot of depths do happen in like super shallow water. Oh, it's only six feet. I'm not going to wear a bailout bottle. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, I love, I love listening to music on the site. You know, sometimes you can't have it. You you know, it's always dependent on the job too. Because if you're doing something super complicated and uh, if it's super fast paced, you're not going to have music going on. You know, but if it's a slow pace, like Speak an inspection job or something, you know, then yeah, I say go for it. What about Taylor Swift's in sync? Yeah. I mean, you throw that to lighten the mood. That's always on my playlist. Yeah. yeah you toss it under I'm dead the mood a little too. bit. Yeah. I'm, and, a big, and, I'm a big Swift. I know you are. I haven't heard you play Taylor well, Swift. We played some Swift. I just really? played, yeah, we were. Hmm. We were uh, welding some stuff. Oh, nice. Last week, last Friday, and I played a bunch of Swift. Because <laughs> it gets you hot. It gets me all. Make me hot, Taylor. <laughs> makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> are you a Swifty? I'm a big Swifty. Oh, my gosh. I bet your daughter loves you. Does she, she love Taylor she, Swift? No, no. Oh, she really? Does not. Seriously? Yeah. Does, See, does she look at you with disgust? No, but she does not want to hear it. Stacy tries to play it for her to get her into it. She will not do it. But she does like Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah, she she moshes too. Yeah, yeah, she likes to slam dance and everything. That's so, too funny. That's what she likes to do. That's great, man. But yeah, she's love some music, some music and some brews. But you can't have brews on the dive site, right? Now a pile driver job. I've been known to have a couple in the lunchbox. Do I have to edit that out? Probably. I don't know if you should say that. Well, that was like years ago, though. It's like 10, like, you know, well, now I'm dating myself. But anyhow, so we're also going to have a special guest on tonight. Oh, really? Now, he is not like a super legend Hall of Famer guy. He's just a regular old diver. Mm. Uh, I think he's three or four years in or something like that. But he is excited to talk about what urchin diving. Oh. Yeah, oh. it was a doo-doo, get ready for this, <laughs> urchin diving. Urchin diving. Yeah. So, okay. So this guy's name is uh, Doug Brown. He's from Silverdale, Washington. 
Silverdale, Washington. I don't know where that is. Do you know where that is? No. Anyway, so he does urchin diving. It's it's pretty much a fisheries diver. So okay, you know he also went. Uh, I believe he went to DIT. He does all that stuff. They they do the the gooey ducks. It's like they're they they look like clams, but they have these long you know tongues, and they like grow super huge out of the shells. Oh, that. So you grab it, pick it, it up, is. and then it grows all crazy. I thought it was out of the a sea shells. cucumber. No, no, no. Those those things grow and grow really you know crazy too. Those grow really flaccid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I think I shared this story once, but I saw one of those big old fat sea cucumbers. Mm-hmm. Grabbed it. And <laughs> I grabbed it off. It like grabbed it's it off a big, of a pile. Fat, juicy thing. And it like compacted when I grabbed it. So it was no longer elongated. Mm. It compacted. And then I grabbed Tried it. Tried to get and to the I, warmest spot of the body. <laughs> so, so I popped up out of the water. And, then I, and I'm here diving in my hat, right? And then I chucked it right at the boat. <laughs> Buddy Taylor Fenton. He, uh, he was on deck tending. And uh, it hit the boat. And it just exploded with purple dye all over the front of his boat. It was his boat. <laughs> it just exploded everywhere. Oh. It was funny until he made me clean up the mm. mess of the sea mm-hmm. cucumber. So these are <laughs> the... It was his boat. So. What is, what's the other one called that we're talking about? That looks uh, like a giant clam? That's it's a gooey sea duck. Sea dick. Oh, the gooey, gooey duck. duck. Yeah, gooey duck. But that's now, now that, it's going to be called sea dicks. That's what that... Um, that food Instagram lady does and she hits them all the time. She's. Oh, right. Asian. I've seen that. She yeah. like smashes S- them and smacks them. Yeah. It's really weird. All pretty, right. Pretty weird. All right. Very so, odd. so this is great though. So we're going to be talking about that and also urchins. Urchins are like big money, big deal. Delicious. Yep. And again, that's one of those things that, uh, that you see all the time. I've been seeing some crazy urchins in the port of Long Beach uh, mm. last month. Mm-hmm. Dude. That's all the chemicals. Giant freaking urchins with these giant spikes. So you're going down the pile. Like I'm inspecting a pile going all the way down. And I like to go fast. Right. So I'm shooting down. Then all of a sudden I see this big old giant porcupine ball. And I'm like, oh, put the brakes on real quick, you know? Why? So because I don't want to get stabbed by those little urchin needles. Have you ever been poked by one? They hurt. No. They're not fun. No. I've gotten a couple before. Got one like right in the middle of my palm. That was terrible. Right through the glove. No way. Yes way. And it broke off and I died. You sound like Charlotte telling a weird story. You sound like a four-year-old. Aren't we all? Because you're lying. No, I, I literally died. Okay. Anyways. So, Doug Brown. Bam, we have him on the show right now. He just logged in. How you doing, Doug? What's up, guys? How's it going? Doug, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So we were talking about the uh, sea dicks. A lot of dicks. (laughs) Actually, this whole episode has been all about uh, Peni. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of Peni, that's another good band. (laughs) That's why I started laughing. Rudimentary Peni. If if you know, you know. But yeah. So what's up with the sea dicks? So down there and you grab them. What are they originally called? So I can get the dick thing out of my head. Uh, gooey ducks is the the proper term there for gooey them. Yeah. They're uh yeah they're a burrowing clam that's like native to uh, the Puget Sound kind of waters up here in Washington, and then they kind of go up through Canada in their waters there, and they got their own harvest deal that they got going on up there. 
And then they're actually uh, a bunch of them up in Southeast Alaska. We, uh, we do the dive fisheries up there too, as well. We'd usually be up there right now, but, uh, we kind of got some info that the sea cucumber price was going to be a little low. So we, uh, kind of decided not to go up there this year, but they're up there right now. And they're actually, you know, there's a whole fleet of guys up there and they're doing pretty good. But, uh, nice. Yeah. So we, I didn't know how, how do you eat a sea sea cucumber? uh, We see them all the time. So, all the ones we harvest, they usually will, will sell them to a buyer and they will dehydrate them. They'll cook them after they pick them up from us and uh, they'll dehydrate them and kind of just sit on them and wait for the market to go up in that sense, you know. And then that way, when they ship them to Asia, uh, you know, they can ship way more because, you know, they weigh a third of their wet weight, right? So, and then when they get over there, they'll, they'll rehydrate them, you know, and I think they cut them up and put them in salads and stuff, but you know, I couldn't, okay. be, couldn't be too sure. Yeah, it makes sure. Sense. Yeah. It's all Asian Who knows stuff. What they do. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. <laughs> Is most of the stuff getting sent to like China? Yeah. So all the sea cucumbers we get, we sell them and they go, they, they dehydrate them and sit on them, but yeah, they all go straight to Asia. But the gooey ducks, we, harvest them we'll throw them on the dock and then the buyer will come up and pick them up uh and then they'll take them right to the airport and put them on a same day flight that uh same night to china and then they get them over there they put them in live tanks and they sell them live oh wow yeah that's so cool yeah, yeah, yeah. if we if we stop selling them food <laughs> china taking care of yeah there See you that? go <laughs> But those are luxury items, though. They don't depend on that stuff. They depend on a lot from us. It's like the lobster guys. A, a, a buddy that I work with, he he, uh, he, he just get, came off a trip doing a co- commercial lobster fishing. And most of the, like, he was telling me that half their stuff goes to China. God. Because the price of, like, the lobster stuff, like, all the seafood prices over there that, you know, that we have. It goes for so much higher. Yeah, oh yeah, they pay crazy money over there for gooey duck. It's crazy. That is so weird. Yeah, they love you know, it. But <laughs> and then of course you do like the urchin stuff. Is, is is it mostly fishery stuff that you're doing right now? Yeah. So the funny thing about all this uh, diving fish, you know, fishery diving stuff, it, most of the guys aren't even dive school route. They're kind of just on the job their buddy got into it and then they bring them on, you know what I mean? So it's kind of crazy. There's, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of boats in the fleet that are pretty ranky, you know, there, you look at the setups they got going and some days we're just like, Jesus, you guys are diving like this, you know, it's, it's a little out of control. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're but die. yeah, yeah, it's like you're real dangerous on some of those boats, you know, but uh, luckily the, it's they, so weird how it, Go ahead. Every industry has those guys. Yeah. yeah, It's like, what are you doing? You know, this is uh, not the thing to be playing with. Right. (laughs) I know. But uh, thankfully the guy that kind of brought me on, he, he went to DIT as well. I did as well. Um, So he's all straight and narrow where we got a pretty good system we got going on. So shout out to DIT. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. Putting out those fishery divers. Yeah, those guys. I love. Did so so. Did you go to school knowing that that's what you were going to do, or did you kind of fall into it? Like, no, no, yeah. It? So I was a big welder in high school. You know, kind of that situation. Love that. Mm-hmm. And then I went in the army and just kind of always thought about you know dive school in the back of my head, and I kind of just had a 
epiphany one day and I was like, you know what, I might as well, what else am I doing with my life? You know, I was trying to get out of the army, went to dive school, just, you know, uh, then I went down the Gulf, wanted to do that route. Uh, I went, I was down there for about a year, uh, working for sea dive. I think they're called champagne energy. Now I think they just switched their name or something like that. But, uh, and then I met the dude I work for now while I was going to school and kind of just, I was going out on his boat on Fridays cause we didn't have school on Friday and just kind of watching him and stuff. And he was digging gooey ducks at the time. And I was like, this is actually pretty sweet. You know what I mean? I was like, cause he just has this real nice boat and, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's totally different from anything that I've ever saw during school or down in the Gulf, you know what I mean? And, is just super interesting to me. And then I, you know, just kept in contact with him as much as I could while I was down on the Gulf. And he kind of had a falling out one day with his, his, uh, deckhand at the time. And he just gave me a call. I was out in new Orleans one night, actually hanging out with some buddies. And, uh, I was like, yeah, totally dude. I was like, I'm coming up right now. <laughs> I kind of helped, nice. help the guys, uh, reload the boat. They were going out on another job on the Gulf. And I told the, uh, project manager i was like i'm out dude <laughs> <laughs> nice so and he didn't bat an eye you no know, he's like all right yeah, <laughs> <He's> see <like>, it. <laughs> nah, it's, it's the nature of the beast man it's the yeah. nature of the business yeah but that's cool though it does sound like fun yeah now that you think about it like every you're on a boat fishing every time i see it on youtube i won't like i want to do that I yeah mm-hmm. i want to do that treasure hunting pretty much dude yeah, for, uh, for yeah like uh, there's just these crazy old bottles all over the Puget Sound too. And I'll just be down there digging gooey ducks or doing whatever. And there's these old bottles just everywhere. And yeah, literally oh, treasure hunting cool. sometimes. Like just, literally treasure. Just throwing I bottles. Like more related bag, to so. getting the treasures of the fishes yeah. and the urchins <laughs> and the gooey ducks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, sweet. We're actually so doing, how, uh, what's, sorry, go ahead. How do you get them? Yeah, I was gonna say, so the gooey ducks, like? the, the, yeah, so the gooey ducks, right, they're embedded in the sand uh, and they, they have that like, retracting neck and they, you know, they'll protract it up through oh, so the So it's sand. a neck, not it's the... Not a, it's not a foot? No, no, not on a gooey duck. They call no. it the neck. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they'll pop that up through the sand and then they're, they're uh, filter feeders, right? So they'll suck in the water through one side of the siphon and they'll, you know, have that go through their body and they'll pull out whatever they're eating out of the water. Right. And they'll shoot it back the exhaust part of their siphon. Um, so that neck, right. That's kind of what gives us the show. We call it, it's basically a little dimple in the sand. And then we have, uh, our airline obviously coming off the boat. And then we have an inch and a half, uh, suction hose coming off a, uh, hydraulic water pump, just intake right on the bottom of the boat kicks out about 80 PSI seawater and then that shoots it out to a steel nozzle. So we just have that in our right hand. Uh, and then we'll just be running around the sand, right? Looking for these shows. And sometimes these necks will be protruding out of the sand, you know, an inch or two. And that's when it's like real good, you know, you see them out of the sand, they're just loaded you could just be popping them. But so you'll see the show and then you kind of place your left hand on it, kind of on the neck. And then you just start kind of excavating with this nozzle and you'll just dig them out and it, most of the time, if it's sandy, you can pop them out pretty easily, but we'll run into some areas sometimes that are just totally shell locked and rocky. And you just got to sit there and like, just pound this nozzle into the ground and I'll be ripping gloves and cutting my hand up all day. It's pretty, pretty shitty when it's, you know, in one of those scenarios, but when it's that sugar sand stuff, it's cakewalk, you know, you just got to deal with that water hose, right? You got, you got 
two hoses coming off the boat now. It's pretty common to get all tangled up on it. So now are you diving hard hat or are you doing uh no so augas or most of the guys use band masks. I band masks. I uh just started diving the new Kirby Morgan mod one surface applied rig. I don't know if you guys are oh, familiar yes. with that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super sick. What I love like it. it it's a it's a nice everyday uh, mask for you. Yeah, definitely. It's the mobility on those things is insane. You know, because when huh. we're you know, hard hat diving more or less, you kinda just go down your work site, you're kinda in the general area, you're not really running around as much per se as we are, I believe, you know. So it's just nice to have that lightness, you know, you get down there and we're just instantly you hit bottom, you know, you're sprinting. Uh, just going after whatever we're getting, you know what I mean? So it's nice just to have that thing. It's pretty fast pace, huh? Oh yeah. We max out our time every time, just get as much as we can, you know? So what kind of depths are you working at? Weight belts and five mils or? Uh, dry suit and, uh, yeah, dry suit, dry suit, suit, 80 pounds. Yeah. Well, they're doing this up North. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Five mil. That's like, I don't think you ever dive five mil up there, do you? I could. Maybe this summer. Some some harvest divers they they kind of do the the Cali setup as we call it, and they they do like that. Oh, we have our own setup. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a. <laughs> it's probably a hookah setup too. Yeah, it's hookah yeah, all the way. I guarantee you. It's got, oh, he said, the yeah. most unsafe that you could possibly. <laughs> yeah, do. dude, regulator in the mouth, right? Like just single airline <laughs> going to the boat, spinning around. You know, it works, but. You know, that's like the, yeah. o, that's like the OG urchin kind of set up. And some of those guys still try to do it, but they get just get whacked by everybody else that's walking. You know what I mean? So I think it's kind of so phasing out. All in the same area or what? Most of the time they'll have roughly oh, wow. four like or five gooey duck areas. Boats. Boats. They'll have, they'll have four or five gooey duck uh, tracks. They call them open at one time. And there'll be roughly three to four boats kind of in that area uh, in Washington, but up in Alaska, it's, it's more seasonal because the gooey ducks go year round in Washington. It's a Monday through Friday kind of thing, but up in Alaska, it's seasonal. The first opener is like in, uh, just started October 1st actually. And it kind of trickles out through January ish. And it kind of keeps going for a little bit. If the gooey ducks pass, because they have to pass a paralytic shellfish poisoning test every week to be able to harvest them because they're Mm. the filter feeders, right? So they're monitoring that stuff big time. Uh, But up in Alaska, man, it's totally out of control. Cowboy, like the the dude, the boats will be parked on top of each other. Divers getting ran around anchors, fighting underwater, like shoulder checking each other and shit. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I can't can't believe... that's why you love it, huh? I can't believe it's I'm crazy. Gonna ask this. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to ask this because this is not my thing at all. I don't care about safety whatsoever. You do, though. So, but so it's weird that I'm asking. Yeah. What happens if you get fucked down there? As is in, there, is there a safety diver? Like, like, do you have? Yeah, or if you get raped by another diver? So we we have we have a bailout <laughs> procedure. Um, not the best for sure but basically we call it a uh, whip weights harness hat and if you're ever in an issue your whip comes off your suit weight belt comes off you're ripping your harness off and you're pulling your hat off and you're fucking dumping the air out of your lungs you're going yeah so. yeah <laughs> fucking a dude yeah wild that's awesome it just sounds amazing it does that's, sound amazing. that's your next tv show right there johnny 
Yeah, that's what <laughs> that you, one that's what we need to, to talk do. to us for like an hour. Yeah, yeah. screw commercial diving. Those yeah. shows are They're so boring. shitty. <laughs> this sounds like this is way better. Come on out. We'll give you guys. A I wish show. I would have known Come about out. this when I was younger. Oh, it's right. it's incredible. I'm I'm extremely blessed to be involved with it, and it's one of those things you can't get into it unless you're invited. You know what I mean? So it's it's pretty cool. I like it. Uh, so you kind of have to know somebody that kind of yeah, you got to meet somebody that's in it. Yeah, for sure. I know a guy. How do you meet somebody? Doug. Right here. What's up, boy? Doug. (laughs) He's going to get spammed right now. (laughs) Like a hundred divers in his Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You better not give that handle out. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, How many gooey duck can you take? Uh, Yeah, let's get into this In one, in one. So, So the state of Washington has an organization called Department of Natural Resources. I'm sure with a lot of other states, right? Uh, that manage the forestries, land, all that typical stuff, right? The waterways and stuff. So they, they managed, you know, stuff like that. Well, they claim back in the day when they established all this fishing that since the gooey ducks are embedded in the sand, they're not an organism or an animal that you can fish. They claim it's a natural resource. So they take a huge cut out of it, right? They they, they claim do. that they own the gooey ducks and then down at the Capitol in Washington and Olympia, they auction off these areas. So then they sell them to these Asian buyers and then the Asian buyers then contract us to come out and harvest for them. So, you know, they're just making God knows how much money off this and we get paid roughly two to three dollars per pound in Washington for the gooey ducks, and then every day the buyer will contact us in the morning and tell us what the order is uh, for the day based on the market in China mostly, and then flight space availability. Also, you know they're really heavy. Each each uh, cage will stack up stack up the gooey ducks uh after the the tender puts rubber bands on the shell because the rubber bands will keep them alive longer it mimics the sand holding their shell on so they put the rubber band around the shell and it keeps them alive and then we'll stack them in this uh basically a milk crate you know real nice and uh they weigh roughly 50 to 60 pounds you know depending on size and how they fit and stuff um on good days down here in washington we'll do a thousand pounds between two guys, a little over. So you can do a 2000 pounds in a day. If the area is really good, you know, a thousand pounds per guy, but you're going pretty hard. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Nice. But That's you know, crazy. the, the price comparison up in Alaska, those guys are getting $12 a pound right now. So. Oh wow. Washington's got it. So real that's the place up. to be. Yeah. 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 Alaska is the money maker. Yeah, usually. Washington's taking the cut, or huh? you want to be an agent, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An Asian agent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. We're actually like dealing. We're actually dealing with the issue right now. All these gooey ducks here in Washington, all the areas are uh, they're closed because of the paralytic shellfish poisoning. So we kind of been real slow on work. Thankfully, the guy I work for he uh, he owns two urchin permits here in Washington. So we've been doing green urchins, or okay. they just opened up right now. So we just did a couple openers of that. So what's the so danger? You need the permit. You need the permit yeah, for the permit. urchins, then, huh? Permits still fishing. Yeah, just even though permits. they're an evasive species, you still gotta. 
the the urchins. Yeah, he's still gonna yeah. he's still gonna have the paperwork to get him. Still gotta ask. <laughs> he's still gotta ask. They destroy <laughs> ecosystems. Can I take this? No, you cannot. Eat, okay. Eating all the kelp in Washington, he's still yeah. gotta get some paperwork for it. You know, man, uh, the government terrible. There's some creepy looking critters. Those urchins. Yeah, the, it's delicious. The, the greens, green. I love them, dude. The greens we're harvesting right now. I don't know if you guys have ever seen those, but they're no, I haven't. They're pretty small. I've never seen a green one. They're pretty small, and the spines are real short. They're pretty. Uh, they're not as brittle as the reds. You know, if you tap a red, you know it'll penetrate pretty easily. But the greens, mm-hmm. we just wear leather gloves and we hand scoop them. Oh, nice. So, yeah, the the, the reds, those you got to use, I hate those things. you got to use a rake, you know, because those spines are crazy right, yeah. on those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which ones are you not supposed to, the poison ones? Those are the black ones or purple ones? There's the purples. I don't think they're poisonous, though, but I know that there's just not a market for them okay. because the row uh, doesn't produce much at all. So it's just not really worth it for anybody to buy them. It's, it's real skinny usually, and it just doesn't taste like the greens or reds. We have the purple ones. Yeah, we see here. a lot of purple ones. The, the purples we are have, the invasive big time. Yeah. They're eating everything. They're taking over the red habitats. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Yeah. We have some uh, divers over at the, oh my God, Sunken City area. Oh, yeah. They harvest them off the rocks and stuff. Mm. They eat them? I don't know. They sell they them to somebody. Them. People uh, eat them huh, still. Fair. I know people eat the purple ones too, because yeah, I, I think they're same. I think they're edible, but yeah, I just don't think they're they're commercially yeah. uh, sought sought after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what else? We got gooey ducks, urchins, sea cucumbers. Sea anything cucumber. else? That's there's actually a fishery up here uh, for pink scallops, diving wise, but there's even more restrictions and just the crazy shit you got to go through dealing with i guess you gotta so once you harvest those things you gotta have them in some live tank for like three to four days uh and it's it flushes some diuretic crazy disease out of them i don't even Mm. really know about it but i think the last time they were kind of getting into that was like 2015 and uh, I think they get we're getting like upwards of twenty dollars a pound for them, you know, which is very wow. good for a commercial yeah. fishery. Yeah, but I think you know having to pay, you know, like a plant to ha- sit there and cycle through them. By the time you actually get down to what you're getting out of the price, it's equal to everything else. Plus, the pink scallops are pretty hard to find they got a, these tiny little areas up in the san juan islands in north washington mm-hmm. and the puget sound and you know you just did probably just be way too much work trying to find them dropping underwater cameras and stuff but and they're so tiny you know what i mean it'd be crazy trying to find them we've ran into a couple spots where we've seen them everywhere but the area ended up being closed you know we were all happy we we're like oh shit let's get a permit let's get, let's get it going and then we look at the map and it's all closed off. We're like, all right, never, oh, never mind. <laughs> what's the what's the viz down there usually when you're doing all this? So yeah, we we use the current uh, big time to our advantage doing gooey ducks, right? Because when we blast that sand with a nozzle, it kicks up a crazy silk cloud, right? So basically, you know, the good good divers that know what they're doing, they're able to use that current to their advantage. You'll hop off the boat and hit bottom and kind of watch the water and see what it's doing. And you see it 
you know, going one way, uh, you'll take off down current, uh, you know, and then you'll face into it. And that way, when you're digging all that silt is brought behind you and then you can get real good visibility usually. But the Puget sound is real variable. Um, some days it'll be crystal clear, you know, 30, 40 feet. And then other days you're blacked out. You got to be on the sand with your mask, you know? So it's like searching like a blind man on the bottom. Yeah. Just looking for these little dimples in the sand when you're blacked out. It's like, so some of those days you're like, yeah, I don't want to do this right now. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not all just rays of sunshine, I guess. Not always never in the dive world. I don't think it's nowhere. (laughs) And and you guys are going down pretty heavy, right? Uh, death wise, or, working on bottom. Yeah, oh yeah. No, I mean, as far as like you guys are wearing heavy belts and stuff. yeah, eighty pounds are always yeah. And then wow. I'm actually super heavy. I was thinking about getting some of those clip on weights uh, and like throwing them on my my pack. You know, just trying to get a little more weight because sometimes we'll be in some areas, dude. Uh, where the current, you know, because up in the islands and stuff up there in North Washington, that current just you know, it comes in from the, uh, the Strait of Juan de Fuca and it just barrels off all these landmass and just does these crazy things sometimes. And it can be real unpredictable. You know, we read the tide charts and stuff and try to, uh, you know, dive around that when we got a slack tide or whatever, but some days it'll just be smoking, you know, we'll drop the anchor on the boat and, you know, let it set. And then you'll just, it's like a river, you know, coming off the stern there. And we, we just sit back there and we're like, yeah, let's go try it out, you know? <laughs> and so there's some days. heavy belts on top of heavy belts dropping straight to the bottom yep. and you're physically running to get to the locations you need to get to yep. Yep. with a couple hoses and then you get your harvest and you're done and you pretty much climb your hose back up. No. Right? So we or, have, or they pull you up? we have two hydraulic, uh, capstan kind of davit systems on both sides of the boat and we'll bag off different ways uh, depending on what we're doing uh gooey ducks you know it's different than cucumbers and urchins but basically it's about 400 foot of bag line uh real strong stuff with a big stainless clip on the end of it and the tender will come up on the airline get tied on you um and then basically rig it to the air hose and then we'll kind of run back, follow our airline with the bag and rig it up and then tell the tender to pick it up. And then he'll use that hydraulic davit, pick it up. Um, and then he'll kind of do his thing to prep whatever he's got to do with the seafood. Um, and then either when we're maxed out on time and, you know, based on depth or for, you know, we got our load or whatever the case may be, um, we'll ride that bag line up, uh, when we're coming up. Okay. Yeah, we uh, we use dive. You're comp- so heavy; it'd be it'd be like doing several pull ups with still 100 pounds. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I actually had to climb out of a kelp field a couple days ago. We were doing urchins, and I got the current picked up real crazy, and it switched on me, and it ended up flopping these huge bulk kelp strands over my airline, and the current mixed with that actually sucked me into this kelp forest. And it was not good. Yeah, I, uh, I just whipped my knife out. I was chopping, you know, getting through it, having the tender come up on the airline. And my airline was going up over these strands, 
and then I saw it back on the other side going back down the bottom. Um, and we're using a floating airline uh, at this point because we try to keep our airline out of the urchin field so we don't penetrate the airline, you know? So it should never be going down like that. And I saw the airline going down. I'm like, oh man, I'm in it now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had a, about a 200 pound urchin bag on me. So I tied a bunch of knots through my harness and I started climbing up the airline. And then I got over the huge rat's nest, the kelp that I was in first, got up over it, pulled myself down to the other side, basically got in a thicker forest um, at this point though, I was close enough for the tender to give me a bag line. So I had him rig it up and pulled it through all this kelp and just total mess. Uh, God. yeah, it was not good. I was like, oh, I'm fucking in it right now. <laughs> and, uh, is that your, is that your oh shit moment oh for shit this? Yeah, that was definitely an oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully I was only was like, like the toughest close call, the biggest close call. If you had more, uh, I had my weight belt come off one day. That was pretty scary i was i was about oh, i think we were working roughly at 60 feet that day doing sea cucumbers and it was real nasty out um the boat was surging rocking real bad and i was riding the bag line up uh, i got it you know 20 feet off bottom or so maybe 30 feet and the bag line uh basically kind of like it's so when the boat's surging right with the weight uh it'll it'll jerk the bag line and slack it off, you know, as we're coming up when we're rocking and it had slacked off and then it got under my clip on my belt. And when the, the surge got to the top of the swell, it jerked the bag line and it basically pulled my clip open. And I don't know how I did this, but I felt the bag line in there and kind of looked down and saw it. And I have these two handles bolted onto my weight belt so I can pick it up easier and I threw my left hand down and caught it with my left hand on the handle. And I'm just hanging there, wow. one hand on the bag line, one hand on this weight belt. And I'm like, drop me, drop me, drop me, drop me. I'm yelling at the tender, drop me. And he throws the bag line off and I sink back down. And uh, I was just sitting there for a minute, you know, just out of control buoyancy, trying to throw it back up on my back. Mm -hmm. My bottle just was getting in the way of it. So I was like, oh, screw this. And I wrapped the the bag clip through the handle on my weight belt and basically just hugged it and i was like get me up get me up right now <laughs> rentaltoolsonline.com rto they've got you covered with rental tools that can handle the most demanding marine construction jobs and available to ship anywhere in the globe but don't let the name fool you they also have new tools and equipment for sale at some of the best prices around with amazing customer service RTO has a Trustpilot score of 4.9 out of 5 with almost 200 reviews. They're real customers, non-paid, real thoughts. Divex Marine was impressed by the great inventory. Bill Eubanks at Harbor Diving Service praised the customer support and fast shipping. And John Shaw at Advanced Marine Services says, for a small contractor who needs to rent, RTO is the perfect solution. Quick and painless. Rental Tools Online carries all the major brands like Stanley, Nemo, JW Fishers, and even Pressure Junkies, to name a few. RTO has their own house brand that meets or exceeds industry standards. It's called Joint Zone. Not the place you used to smoke doobies by the bleachers, but an affordable hydraulic tool and lift bag alternative. 
Their joint zone lift bags are manufactured with a higher puncture resistance and load capacity than many other lift bags on the market. With advanced designs and materials, including optional cold weather coating, you don't have to worry about the next salvage job. So for the most convenient way to rent or purchase tools, go to rentaltoolsonline.com. That's rentaltoolsonline.com. Back to the show. That was a freaky one for me, for sure. Yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. Uh, you guys get bent often? Like you hear stories about guys getting bent? Not often. I'm we, sure some of the older guys are... So, yeah, back in the old days, they used to be yeah, even crazier old. than what we got going on now. There was like a, a lot of drug use. Uh, no, <laughs> in the commercial business, a lot of a lot of crack. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> a lot of well, no, like like actively diving. These guys would be cracked out, smoking crack all oh, day, like crack, yeah. smoking crack, smoking crack all day, just to stay awake because they didn't have like time limits and they didn't have like poundage limits back then. So these guys would just stay awake, oh, wow. smoking crack and digging gooey ducks. You know, just like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, just hearing these stories, I'm like, you guys are nuts. You know? <laughs> Dude, it's a crack mainline some meth. Yeah, just like, Do out of control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all for the gooey. All for the gooey. Did it all back, for the gooey. Back then, you know, they were only making a fraction of the price and you know yeah. what we're getting now too. So it's just, yeah, it's and it was all wild. going to crack. Yeah, <laughs> go to crack. <laughs> Didn't have that Chinese money, so yeah. you could only afford crack. Yeah, exactly. Just get that paycheck, yeah, get cheap stuff. Get the get the rocks going. Oh my god! Yeah, Tell that girl. tender, I want my. <laughs> yeah. Tell I that want t- my crack rock cooked up. Yeah, ready to go. As soon as I get on surface. Yeah, you better have that pipe at my end. There, uh, oh, there is occasionally those. You know, guys will get skin bends. There was this guy who had a PFO. He was getting uh, skin bends a few times until he went to the doctor and he was, he was uh, one of the on the job trained guys. So he had no physics background or none of that. So he's like, I don't know what's going on. And I guess he went to the doctor and he's like, yeah, you got a PFO. He's like, you should probably get the surgery. Well, the guy kind of refused it. He basically just figured out if he could do, or if he started doing a a 20 foot, two minute stop, he stopped getting, you know, type one, nice. type one. So he's yeah. like, ah, it'll work. It's <laughs> like the old times, yeah. right? Like, like, well, that's how they used to figure out the dive tables. Yeah. Yeah. Just push it <laughs> until you figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. That's but, uh, we, we dive every, every boat dives nitrox actually, uh, out oh, nice. here. So a little more safer than air, you know, you get yeah. a little more time. Yeah. So yep. there's actually more out than not. We're breathing 38%, you know, for doing shallow stuff. So let's say the off chance somebody does get fucked up. Where do you go? What, what's the closest chamber you guys got? We have, yeah. uh, when we're doing gooey ducks, we have a DNR patrol boat that, mo- that monitors us the entirety of when we're harvesting and they have O2 kits and all that stuff, uh, oh, right nice. on the boat. Okay. But yeah, then you're pretty much calling a Coast Guard and they're probably going to airlift yeah. you to, uh, there's a banger. It's called Banger Navy Base out here and they have a uh, chamber here. And then there's a chamber in uh, Virginia Mason Hospital in downtown Seattle that guys will get lifted to sometimes. But yeah. it's a it's a long shot. Yeah, we don't have chambers on deck. So you better be moving if somebody's no. down. You yeah. Know. What's your typical cruise size? 
Uh, two. We got two divers, the captain. So me and the captain, and then we have uh, the tender. So three. Okay, like a three-man crew. Three-man crew. Yep. All right. Better than two. Better than two. When I started, Better than two. when I started with the guy that I work for now, it was just me and him. Yeah. He'd, he'd be diving. I'd be up on the deck. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's damn. Like the wild west still. Yeah, it's there's definitely, a guy, definitely There's wild. a guy, all he does with urchins, he has his own boat and he goes in by himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that, no. that, that Cali sure way. Those guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm it's sure. Cali setup. Cali setup. <laughs> Cali setup. Sacker the boat, drop down, get it going. <laughs> start, the com- start the compressor and hop in. <laughs> get, yeah, get, the, the yeah. get the crack warm and ready. Get the, get the crack pipe out and start the compressor. I'm good. <laughs> Cali crack. Cali crack. Cali crack. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, that's great, man. Yeah. Uh, this has been good. This, uh, again, it's one of those sectors that we don't know a whole lot about. I'm switching were... up, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quit. I'm sold. It's Once fun. Talking man. about crack. Free crack? You can have my whole paycheck. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think <laughs> crack for good. I don't think they're cracking it out too much anymore, but I'm sure you can find a little niche. I'm sure some, some, <laughs> yeah, sure some boats. Yeah. Someone's got some cracks. So, somewhere, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's too funny. But yeah, like I said, it's something that we didn't really know about. I, I mean, we did know about it, but we, yeah. we didn't get like the inside scoop, you know? Yeah. 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 In depth. yeah. yeah. When I was going to There's... die school, same situation, you know, I I'd heard of the gooey duck stuff down in Oregon. Right. Uh, but there's actually none of that harvest. Uh, there's actually urchin harvesting that goes down in Oregon, but I just used to hear about, you know, Oregon was the kind of gooey duck capital, but it's not, it's just Washington, uh, Canada and Alaska. You know, actually there used to be gooey ducks down in Mexico, but the cartel got involved and ended up wiping them out. Okay. So there's nothing, nothing left down there. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking cartel. Dude, dude. Wiped it out. <laughs> freaking rival narcos and gooey ducks. Gooey ducks. just want to kill everything. Just getting involved, just dipping their hands and everything. <laughs> Our peace. Jeez. Our people are ruthless, bro. Sinaloa, El Chapo killing gooey ducks. Just getting the gooey ducks. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. Crazy, but yeah, man, that's that's uh. So the the urchin stuff. I thought the urchin stuff was the thing that you made the most money on. We Let's do money real quick. Can can you make good money doing what you do? Absolutely. Or, or, or are you just kind of doing it for adventure and fun right now? No, no, the money is it's it's there for sure. But okay. the thing about it, right, it's commercial fishing technically. So okay. it's all based on right, the gooey ducks are not passing, we're not digging, we're not making money. Um uh and then, you know, just market, right? You know, China, Asia, they run seafood basically so you know they're unhappy they'll drop prices and stuff and covid actually just like everything else screwed up seafood big time so we're still dealing with that issue prices are real low that's why you know like i said we didn't go up to alaska this year because the sea cucumber price just wasn't uh what it should be it didn't bring us up there you know what i mean so but more often than not right now uh, we were getting five bucks a pound for sea cucumber doing 3000 pounds a week. So the money's there. Um, and then with urchins, usually it's more the, the greens, the quality isn't as good as the reds. So we're getting two fifty a pound right now for the green urchins. And then the reds usually will be five, five over five if they're, you know, and it's all dependent on quality too. You know, you bring in a, a 
terrible load of shit. You're not gonna, they're not gonna pay you. They grade everything that we give them. So mm-hmm. if it's, you know, a load of crap, they're gonna pay you accordingly. So we're always hunting for the best stuff, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think this is kind of what everyone listening kind of wants to know is like, what's the breakdown yeah, of the pay? Get, yeah. What am I gonna get paid? So the diver, is he taking a percentage? Or is he making an hourly rate? So the way I get paid, like how do the boats work? Not you specifically, just like what you've heard and everything, you know? So the that. tender makes 10% of everything. The pounds that we do for the day, the tender will get 10% of the load. And then a walk on diver, uh, as myself will get 50% of their pounds. And then, so they'll get 50% of the price for their pounds. And then that other 50% will go to the boat. Um, and that's pretty standard across the industry. Uh, okay. and then the captain, you know, he gets a hundred percent of his pounds and then he pulls that 50% from the walk on diver to the boat. I think that's amazing. Yeah. This is one of those businesses where if you're good, you're going to get rewarded. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not good. You're not going to get rewarded. Yeah. If you're not producing, you're not, uh, employed long in this industry. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of those jobs where your skills show and people respect that and y- your name, you know, it gets out there and people keep you around. So that, I love that aspect of it. Yeah. And I think that's the most addicting part of that too, that is that if you're really, really good, then you can actually make more as opposed to being really, really good on a typical construction job. Yeah. You're only getting your standard rate mm-hmm. for the hours that you're paid, which is the same rate as the guy that's, you know, Sucking. not very good. Doing yeah, shitty. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get yeah the same rate. None of that. Yeah. You gotta, if you're not producing, see ya. So mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's great. That's, that's amazing. It's pretty yeah, standard. It's you said stuff. you have to know someone to get in. Mm-hmm. So, um, Yeah. Can you show up to like bars and stuff and meet captains? I, I, I mean, like how would somebody that doesn't know anybody? Yeah. So there is possibly get in. There's one way. If you just want to be walking around and get lucky, uh, if you show up, we're going to be real quiet. Yeah. Everybody listen one up. One way. You get a, <laughs> there's only one other way. You get a, you get a flight in the cat, in the cat. Yeah. <laughs> have the rock. You get a, okay. Sorry. You get a uh, flight in the catch a can. Uh, in October and you just walk around the dock there at city float Marina and there's upwards of 20, 30 dive boats out there more often than not probably looking for a tender. And obviously, you know, that's how you're going to get into it. You got to do it. You're on the deck before anybody's going to trust you to get in the water and then basically save your money for permits, you know, get your name out so there and have get, to get locked your own in. Permits, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the boat holds so, the permits. Oh. So for the gooey docks in Washington, you have to have your own gooey dock permit. Every diver has to have their own gooey dock permit. And then... How much does that cost? It's only 400 bucks. Hmm. Yeah, oh, not bad. But it's like a commercial permit. Yeah. But yeah, the rest of the commercial permits, uh, you know, just because the Washington State and all their whatever they got going on with the gooey ducks, they have that rule for the gooey duck card. But everything else is a typical commercial fishing permit. And I think right now the sea cucumber permits are roughly 150000 per. So uh, you can have two sea cucumber permits on a boat. And you can have two urchin permits on a boat. And uh, then you can, you basically get twice the pounds. Uh, and then two divers can be in the water at the same time. 
So we'll usually do that because the guy I work for, he's got two uni permits and then two sea cucumber permits. So, you know, weather permitting and if we need the pounds, we'll get in at the same time and just be going at it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Man. So if I ever find myself up there, you think there's a chance that I can get on there as an observer? Uh, for the day? day? Tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I'm going to be up there at some point. Yeah. You know, we have offices all over the place. But uh, Yeah, no doubt. Awesome, yeah. yeah. Give me give me a call. For... Come, out, come on out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have people come out all the time. They love it. You know, they see it and they're like, oh, cool. what are you guys doing? <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming on and shedding some yeah, lights on yeah, this whole yeah. business. I mean, did you ever find like think you were going to be in this you know side of the business? Not at all. Business? I was you know underwater welder all the way until I figured out that wasn't really a thing, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> then you were like, "Oh crap, I got to do something else." Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, I'll just go out this to the fun diving in mud." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, "I'll go," you know, go the sat route, I think, and then. That's what I was going after when I was down there. But then I got the call for the harvest thing and I was like, that's a little more long-term efficient, I think, to be doing that's too the fun. harvest yeah, stuff. Nice. Yeah, I mean, the sat route, you've got to spend years before you even get in the can or get lucky. Exactly. Whereas you can just go start making some serious bank right now. Right now. It's awesome. Yeah, worked out well. Yeah, yeah I'm loving it. So it's, it's sweet. Yeah. Awesome, good. man. Well, do you have any other questions? No, I I love it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, this is, is cool. Yeah. Any other uh, parting words of wisdom to anyone trying to get after it, or do you want to throw uh, your Instagram handle to answer questions out there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's Doug Brown six nine one Instagram. Go ahead, hit me up with anything. I like to talk about it. And uh, you guys are trying to get into it. Just work hard. That's all diving is. You got to work hard and just try. You just got to try, and you'll get it. <laughs> nice man that's yeah. awesome thanks a lot for coming on the show and uh you know it's been great talking with you yeah Tony, it's this has been pretty amazing to learn about this i didn't know it was this cool it's i didn't cool. know either but i i feel like i had like little inkling about it but youtube can only do so much you know yeah right? talking yeah, yeah. to somebody who actually does it it's pretty hell yeah awesome. we're actually getting a uh youtube channel going right now the captain's kind of oh my god he's, he's bought all this bought all this camera equipment he just got one of those uh the 360 cameras i don't know if you guys have seen those yet but he i think he's gonna mat, like have it on a selfie stick coming off his bailout and he got the the previous dive case uh prior to the one they released now i guess there's a new one that's invisible so you can put this this case on it and it's a full 360 view of you underwater. So he just wow. got that. So we're kind of getting that dialed in the, the shot with the first okay. case it's, it's super sweet, but it has like this plastic shell in the middle of the shot. And we're like, Oh, it's dumb. And then we kind of looked it up and we found the invisible one. So we're going to get that dialed in, get some cool, cool nice, footage man. going. Yeah. We'll definitely loop us in. We'll promote it. And then also we can talk to that one person we know. Yeah. That would be a really cool killer TV show. Yeah, this Netflix show, you know. Let's do yeah, it. I think it would be a great show. I sweet. think that's exactly what the lady's looking for. The, up up in Alaska too. I mean, that's you don't even have to dramatize the show. There's just so much crazy stuff going yeah. on. It's you and know, it's real, real. I just 
uh, last week. That's I had the worst a, part about dive shows. You have to dramatize everything, and it drives me nuts. Uh, not this stuff. I, I had a, I have a buddy up there in Alaska right now. He's a, a resident up there, but he's a dive guy too. And he was under his boat digging gooey ducks, and another boat was parked right next to him. And the, uh, the diver ran over to his side and was shoulder checking him underwater. You know, like pointing the nozzle at him, like shoulder checking him. Like they get they get down up in Alaska. <laughs> nice, <laughs> crazy. Oh, that's crazy. I can't wait to hear more stories from you. Yeah. Thanks if you guys want to do dude. this again ever too, you yeah. know, it'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be awesome. Yeah. So let's definitely work on a project together later on down the road. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Soon. Love to have you guys out yeah, too. One day you can see it, see it in the flesh. Yeah. That'd be crazy. really cool. I would that'd enjoy that a lot. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, what's your Instagram, Doug? You said it was a uh, Doug Brown, six, nine, one. Right. Doug Brown, yeah. six, nice. nine, one. Perfect. Yep. Yep. All right. All right, hit them up. Get some more info, guys. Hell and yeah. Gals. Yep, yep. Oh, how many females are in the business? Uh, there's one one native diver in Washington that I know of that's a female. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. All you rugby players out there, you're... you're get out, get after players. it. Get after get it. Get there. after it. All right. Yeah. All right, cool, man. All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Doug. Right Thanks on. for coming on the show. Thanks, guys. Later. All right. Later. Man, that was very informative, educational, interesting. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Holy cow, yeah. Yeah. You know. Gooey ducks. Gooey ducks. And I love the oh, part about the Oh, do gooey ducks here? And, Gosh damn No, it. we don't have gooey ducks here. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, they're I've never, cold water critters. Only cold water folk, huh? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we obviously then eat the red ones, not the purple maybe, because if the purple... Will, Usually they just smash those, right? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I, I don't know either. I guess it's the red ones, or maybe we're eating the green ones. Who knows? All Ooh. I know is it's not super cheap to eat them at a Japanese restaurant. But very tasty. They are delicious, yeah. Dude, yeah. I would love to go on that boat. Yeah, it'd be fun. Just to watch. Heck Stay yeah. out of the way. Get the crack rock ready for everybody. And just, <laughs> Warm it up. Get the lighter going. Celebratory crack. <laughs> That's like the only thing you're thinking about the whole episode of this whole urchin diving thing. <laughs> the commercial diving fishing thing was they get to have crack? crack? No, I'm <laughs> uh, no, I found that that to be hilarious too. Cause I'm just picturing this old shot you out know, dude yeah. <laughs> with his little crappy boat. Yeah. <laughs> Turning on the compressor, just like you said, just dropping down dropping to down. 60, 50 feet and just harvesting. Um, when he was describing Alaska and how like they're all on top of each other and let's say they're having a clear day, how awesome or fucking like you have to be on your toes because apparently people are cutting your air hose down there because it's a doggy dog business up I don't in Alaska. Know. I think that's murder though. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Potential that's attempted murder. But what if you're digging and you look up, right? And you're just seeing all these other guys digging slash fighting. Slash hip checking each other. I guess you could accidentally Fuck, swing your man. knife you at somebody. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's pretty it, awesome. It's got to be crazy, especially if it's money super clear and you can see thirty feet. And you know, and you're looking yeah. and you're seeing all these other guys getting after it just as hard as you. So they're trying to make that money. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was that much money. Neither did I. So I mean, it does make sense that they're getting a percentage. I you know, I, I was thinking hourly rate, but that that wouldn't work. 
because you can't afford that. Because if you have a slow day, then you can't yeah, pay an you hourly can't do rate. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I tripped out that you have 50%. to have your own. You have to buy the commercial license. I thought the agent employing you, the dive boat, would be like, "Okay, I got these these uh, permits for you. Go and get them. Yeah, go do your thing." But if you're young, fast, <coughs> and evidently you have to be aggressive, you can really clean up. Hmm. Yeah, because he was saying what like freaking three thousand pounds a week. I said two thousand pounds. Two thousand pounds was was it a week? I or? thought it was a day. A day, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was a day. It's a day. 50% of that, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's Yeah. If you yeah. have a good week, that's a, it's a really good week. It's fun. Yeah. That, that was, was a fun cool, episode. Man. I enjoyed that. Yeah. No, this is great. So I hope you guys all enjoyed uh, enjoyed this episode and you enjoyed looking into the world of commercial Urchin fishery diving. diving. Yeah. Commercial, yeah, commercial fishery diving. diving or something like that. And it was refreshing to have a young young diver, you know, not super duper experience. I think he said he, what it was like four years or something, and, and uh, he's making it happen. He's grabbing the world by the urchin by the gooey duck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was stupid. Hey, that was good. But I enjoyed that too. But yeah, no, so a fun episode, and hopefully you guys have other stories and stuff too. And just remember, this show's commercial diving show for divers by divers. And uh, yeah, we love hearing Which from you. You don't you, have to be a Hall of Fame merchant diver. You don't have to be a Hall of Fame any kind of diver. Yeah. You don't even have to really be a commercial diver. Do you? Uh, if you were one before. I mean, it's, it's your show. For, I just, I just you know, sit here. Yeah. Then yeah. Okay. Got to be related to diving somehow. Yeah, that's what I mean. Though. Yeah. You can be. Well, we've had historians on that weren't commercial divers. Oh, yeah. We've had authors on. That were commercial right. divers. And they just talked about yeah. the diving. So, yeah. So, yeah. You know what? I just realized I didn't have one beer right now. I know. It was a fun, entertaining episode and not boring at all. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, you guys have a good night or a good day, good morning, whatever Whenever you're, you're listening, listening to this. If you're listening. Yeah. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. Make sure you like and follow on our social media pages on Instagram and Facebook. Please share this podcast with your friends or anyone interested in commercial diving. The only way that uh, we can make this successful is if we do get a lot of people that are listening. We get more listeners, we get more sponsors, and that means more free stuff for you guys. That's right. We are hooking up all of our diver brothers and sisters in the trade. And uh, if you keep sharing and liking, we're able to do that a lot more. Our Instagram is at Bottom Dwellers DS. Our Facebook is Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. And you can always like and follow me at LB Diver on both. The Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack is available on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Anchor. We also have it streaming on our website at thebottomdwellers.com. So keep listening. Keep it safe. Keep it salty. This is LB Diver, out.